Uh, nobody wants to go into the nursing home. And that's, again, part of that whole planning process when people want to spend everything to the last time and they don't factor anything in for long-term care needs. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in to another episode of Retirement Reality. I'm Ben George. He's Mike Coynan, founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. You're going to find their offices in both Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin. So whatever's more convenient for you, you can find them there. But you can always find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, welcome in. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, Ben. Doing great. Spring is in the air. <laughs> yeah. Busy time of the year for you guys. It is. Um yeah, it's it's busy. Uh, it's always busy, but it's extra busy. I think kind of what's going on internationally, and yeah. uh, I think people are just have a lot more concerned about you know their nest egg. Of course. Yeah, no no question about it. And if you have questions for Mike, again, reach out. If you, you know, anything we talk about today, I encourage you to to reach out to his team. That can be very helpful. Great resource there for you if you have concerns. But if you haven't put a plan in place, it's never too early or too late to do so. So keep that in mind as we go through today's conversation. And what we want to talk about today is when guessing at retirement's most important questions goes wrong. So, you know, most people, when they try to plan their retirement, have to guess about the answers to some important questions. So let's mm-hmm. talk about those questions, Mike, and, and why you need to have a better answer than just a guess, right? You don't need the hope plan, so to speak. Yeah, you get one shot to do retirement, make sure it's right. And guessing at it is is a, a big blunder you don't want to be on that side of. No, absolutely not. So here's the first question. How much monthly income will you need? So, you know, sometimes people significantly underestimate how much income they're going to need or want in retirement. So they walk away from their paycheck thinking everything's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden they find themselves living on a smaller budget than they anticipated. But it can also go the other way, too, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you think you need a lot more than you actually need, but you don't. And you end up working longer than you actually had to. Yeah. And some people are really good. They can adapt to whatever income is. And I think that's great because. Um, when you're working, of course, you have higher income and um, maybe you don't have to be tight on a budget and you have the ability to get your morning ru- coffee runs and eat out a lot. But when you're in retirement, you're living off a of less income for most people and you need to make sure that budget is tight. I think the biggest thing that people, yeah, we talk about underestimating is understanding the gross withdrawals and, and net withdrawals because we have to factor in tax, you know, taxes in um, on these withdrawals. So I think a lot of people just, when we're doing through the budgeting and the planning, we get really detailed. We'll spend 30, 40 minutes just on budget. And people, I know it's it's not fun for a lot of people because they haven't had to do a really tight budget. And when we go through the process and they tell us, and they usually say, yeah, our budget's, you know, four grand, five grand. And, and I look at it, I said, what's your take-home pay, by the way? You know, what do you take home every two weeks? And I'll ask, you know, for husband and wife with their take-homes, I said, okay, this is your take-home. So but by your budget, it says you're saving about three grand a month that goes in your bank account. Oh, no, no, no. We're really not saving hardly anything. I mean, we might have hmm. some months we have an extra 500. I said, then this budget is not accurate. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure you're spending money in other places that I don't have. We want to make sure this is accurate. You need to get a hold of this now because once you're retired and you're on this fixed income of a lower income, you're going to be taking all these excess withdrawals and it's not going to be what we're anticipating. So we just want to make sure everything is accurate. So uh, finding out what exactly those withdrawals are, 
But getting detailed understanding is that, yeah, this is your, your gross withdrawals. This is what you net after taxes. We have to withhold, withhold federal and state. And if you're in the state of, you know, certain states, there's 12 states now. North Dakota reversed the, uh, the state taxes on Social Security here last November. So now we're down to 12 states. It used to be 13. Hmm. So if you're in one of those 12 states in the U.S. that does tax your Social Security, we need to plan for that as well. But that's the, the biggest thing is getting really in tune with your budget. You know, go through your check register. Most people don't even balance their checkbooks anymore, but go through your online bank account. See where you're spending your money. Or if you're charging on your credit card and paying your credit card off every month, look to see where are you spending your money. I think it's wise three to six months before retirement, try to live off of what that income will be in retirement for, for at least a, a couple months. See how you can do. Because that that's going to be a... a eye-awakening moment for a lot of people and trying to do that and but this is your lifetime so you have to make sure that uh, you can do that not just a few months but for the rest of your life yeah and we know the whole idea of this episode is you don't want to be guessing at things but i mean when it comes to income and how much you're going to need i mean that's there's a lot of stuff you can't guess on mike but i guess that's that's got to be one that's got to be at the front because if you get that wrong then all of a sudden you're either going back to work that's the worst case scenario right that you're having to figure yeah. you're struggling later in life. And, you know, we do a lot of these educational seminars, and I talk, I stress, you know, retirement planning. And, you know, there's a number of people that come to mind. It, you know, people, uh, this one, one of my clients, Daryl. And when Daryl, I met Daryl a few years ago, um, he had already retired. And I said, well, Daryl, I said, what gave you the confidence to retire, um, you know, last year? He goes, well, my advisor said I should be I should be all right. So I retired. I said, hmm. did he give you any illustrations, any, show you any numbers? He goes, no. He said, you should be okay. I said, well, you want to know if you're going to be okay? Or not? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned. And uh, we kind of broke down Daryl's retirement plan and really had no plan. Um, the advisor was investing his investments in way higher risk than he wanted to be in. He hundred percent only stocks only, not not anything diversified. And uh yeah, Daryl had wanted nothing to do with it when he we we dug into the details of what his plan looked like. Well his investments looked like he didn't have a plan. We developed a plan for him and uh gave him a lot more peace of mind um in retirement. Yeah, that's 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 what it's all about. So let's move on to number two here guessing game on how much you're going to need for major purchases. So I think a lot of people get the idea of an emergency fund and, and why that's so important, but oftentimes they forget, hey, that only covers emergencies, right? Stuff that you can't predict. What about those major purchases that might be coming up, like a new roof, uh, heating and air unit? You know all about weddings, Mike, having children yeah. get married, new cars, these types of things. Failing to factor these things in can really hurt your retirement plan. Yeah, and when we talk about emergency funds, we always I always recommend this this uh, safe bucket, the yellow bucket we call it, to be your kind of pass through your peace of mind bucket. While you're working, you should have three to six months of your expenses set aside in an emergency fund. If you're retired, we recommend you having six to twelve months of your expenses set aside there. Where a lot of people are like, well, I have all my money in IRA. I said, well, yeah, but your emergency fund shouldn't be tied up into an IRA. You have to pay taxes every time you take your money out, and it does. It's not immediate. It's not like you can't go. You can go to the bank and pull your money out that day. If you take a withdrawal from your IRA, it might take, uh, you know, three days to get it in your account. Okay, mm -hmm. but yeah, these big expenses. So when people are looking 
even buying a car. We, we do a lot of budgeting meetings with our clients. So um, I had a few a couple months ago where so we're buying a second home in Florida. <laughs> and so we want to we want to get out of uh, you know Minnesota, Wisconsin. And so um, where do we get the money, Mike, for the down payment? Which is the best account? And it's good to have those meetings to find out, okay, if you take money out of your IRA, this is the, the cost you're going to pay in taxes, but you have some non-qualified dollars here. This is a good place to be pulling it out. We can look at the tax rates on long-term capital gains as opposed to standard uh, tax rates. So it's important to know you're working with somebody who can help you understand what is going to be the least amount of tax hit when it comes to taking big money, these these dollars out. Like a well, you know, well pump goes out or septic. We might have to upgrade our septic here. That might be 15 grand. A lot of people out in the country understand the price of that. So it's good to have money set aside. Most people don't have six to 12 months in retirement plus for some big expenses that might cost 20 to 50 grand. They usually don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you, you want to be working with somebody to um, work through the process to find out what is the, the tax hit going to be if you took money from one place or the other. Uh, I have a, a client a few years ago who said, I'm buying this condo in Florida. This is before the market even went crazy down there. But he said, like, I, I can get a condo for like 75 grand. I want to take it all on my IRA. <laughs> hmm. I said, well, you know, on top of your Social Security, on top of your pension, on top of your other withdrawals, I said, do you really want to pay? It's like over 30% in taxes. Um, so, yeah, if you want $70,000, you are going to have to take out 100000 to to net seventy, And you really want $30,000 to go towards taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be better off to finance it at these low interest rates and do it over time to let your money keep growing for you as well. It's important just to, to uh, make sure you're, the advisor you're working with, uh, they're planning for budgeting. They're just not taking your money to invest in the market. They're actually working on the plan with you. Yep, that, that's so, so vital. All right, about inflation, how much impact is this actually going to have, right? That's, that's the question we're guessing at because the inflation rate obviously changes. I don't think 10 years mm-hmm. ago or 15 years ago when somebody went to retirement, they'd be expecting, hey, in 2022, we'd be at 7%. But everybody recognizes things are going to cost more than they used to. We just don't know how much that actually is going to be. Yeah, um, that's big. When people think that I, you, know, you, you only need five grand a month or six grand a month, and they think that's going to be stagnant. Oh, that's not true because we've seen in a short period of time, just from 2020 to 2022, what prices of gas is, what the food we're paying for, the services we pay for, eating out, how much that costs. Everything is going up, um, you know, high inflation rates right now. So, um, you know, the 100-year average on inflation we use for planning is about three and a quarter percent. Of course, we know this last, you know, last year 2021 2022 is is actually higher than that so you need a plan for that and social security doesn't keep up with true inflation yeah it was a nice increase for 2022 of 5.9% i've already heard some preliminary numbers for 2022 uh for going to next year 2023 it might be is you know in that 4 to 5% range on on social security because inflation is so high um but you want to make sure that your expenses are going up with inflation and that when you're taking withdrawals out your withdrawals are going to keep up with the um you know with increasing inflation and so you don't run out of money before you run out of life the last thing we want you to do is have your money run out in your 80s and you're going to live in your 90s 
So you want to make sure you're investing appropriately to keep up with that as well, or, or you don't retire. Sometimes just working an extra year or two, as hard as that might be, can help your money last about three to five years longer, we've seen, because you put less strain on your investments. If you can just work a little bit longer, get some debts paid off, and save a little bit more money. So it's important when you're planning for inflation uh, to have that plan, but also picking that exact retirement date that's going to show that you're, you you won't run out of money in your lifetime. That's so important. Yeah, and no, just thinking about the idea of, of being in retirement for hopefully 20 years, 25 years, and, and just yeah. wondering how much that, you know, 10000 today, what's that going to actually get you in 20 years from now? You know, is it going to get you three or $4,000 worth of goods? Who knows? But Yeah, when we run these projections, Ben, we, we, you know, if they're spending maybe six grand or seven grand a month, and I show them like in 20 years that we're projecting their expenses to be in that $15,000 range. They're like, no way, that's not going to... I said, well, whoever thought you'd be spending for a, a cheap car $25,000 today for a car that's really no bells and whistles, right? Right. <laughs> so um, mm. back 30 years, 25, 30 years ago, yeah, you could buy a car for ten grand, a cheap car. Yeah. But then, you know, things have changed so much. So um, I said... We don't we don't know if it will be there or not, but let's plan for it. So that's what we're factoring in these expenses rising to, you know, based off about three and a quarter percent, and that money will about double in about twenty years. Scary to think about, but it's exactly why you have to have a plan. Um, how about our last one here, Mike? And you know, there's two notable indus- industries that that are actually the rates or are, are costs are increasing faster mm-hmm. than inflation, believe it or not, which is higher education and healthcare. So. The question that, you know, a lot of people are left kind of guessing is how much is healthcare going to cost? And, you know, when you think about healthcare in retirement, regular doctor visits, you know, maybe home health care, assisted living, nursing home, all these different things could affect you directly in retirement. And, you know, you're often less get left guessing. How do you prepare for this when you don't know what that answer is going to be? You know, we try to be as realistic as we can with, uh, with uh, planning for our clients too. But, uh, if you're, especially for those who are retiring prior to 65, and so I'm, re- you know, they, yeah, they have a lot of money saved, uh, but maybe they they have maybe a little bit of money in their HSA, or they don't, maybe they don't have an HSA at all because they're not part of a high deductible health plan, so they haven't really thought some of that stuff through, and yeah, you can pick up Cobra, you know, for 18 months, <laughs> but now you're paying outrageous premiums on healthcare. You know, fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred dollars a month. You know, for healthcare. Um, also, planning for when you might have a, a pretty good employer health plan. Maybe you're paying very minimal numbers, uh, maybe a couple hundred dollars a month for healthcare to be, you know, to cover both you and your spouse. Realistically, when you're on Medicare, just to understand what Medicare costs, I think people are surprised. I ran a scenario for a couple yesterday. You're going to be spending about eight hundred dollars a month. Uh, combined for health care when they're 65. And when you figure Medicare Part B at 170 plus a supplement plan that could be, you know, 200 something dollars a month plus a Medicare Part D. So they're over $400 a month each, or right around that range. So they um, say, I'm going to spend $800 a month for my wife and I on health care. I said, Yeah, but that's good health care. It is good. It's a good plan, but just being realistic with that. But also, like you said, the other things, the cost of, of like nursing home care, um, a private room right now in, in the state of Minnesota is like $105,000 a year for a private long-term care facility room. 
Um, maybe in-home care might be half of that. So, and these numbers are just growing at higher than average inflation rates too. So, you know, everybody says we're not going to end up in a nursing home, right? Everybody says that's not going to happen to me. But mm-hmm. if you're 65 years old, you have a 50-50 chance that you spend some time in a nursing home. And that's that's about this, the stats on that, about 50%. And so if it's if you're married, you look at your spouses, it's not, if it's not going to be you two, then it's going to be both your neighbors, right? So uh, nobody wants to go into the nursing home. And that's, again, part of that whole planning pra- process when people want to spend everything to the last time and they don't factor anything in for long-term care needs. And that's a, a very realistic plan. And, you know, can you count on your kids to do that? And your kids are scattered across the country. They might not have the ability. They might not have the time. They might not have the finances to not be able to have to work to take care of you. So what is your plan? Yeah. Have a plan. That's the bottom line. You don't want to be guessing at these things, even though they're hard to figure out the answers to in many cases. But you cannot uh, be without a plan and and be prepared for any kind of outcome here. So, again, these are just some of those uh, things to be thinking about. And you can find this episode, again, if you want to listen to it or share with a friend, you can find it online at principalpreservationservices.com. Check it out there. Uh, A couple mailbag questions for you, Mike, before we get out of here today on the show. Um, first one came in from Mark. He says, I feel like that I need to reduce the risk in my portfolio, but I don't know where to turn. I've looked at bonds, I've looked at annuities, and I've looked at just moving to cash, but all those options have drawbacks that I don't like. So what am I supposed to do? Well, Mark, there is no perfect investment. I think every investment has some sort of drawback. So, you know, if you're in, you're in the market, you're in equities, yeah, you have potential growth, and it's liquid, but you don't get any safety. So that's a drawback to being in the market. It's not guaranteed safe. The drawback of being in the bank is, yeah, it's safe and it's liquid, but you don't get any growth. The drawback to annuities, it has a lot of the annuities and some have really good growth and they are safe. Some of them are, we're not talking about variable annuities, uh, but let's say a, like a fixed index annuity, they are have good growth potential, they're safe, but you don't get all liquidity. The key to that is blending your money through those three type of buckets, those three type of uh, investment options. So you'll never find the perfect investment. If, if I can get a dollar for every time somebody said, um, I, I don't want anything special. I just want to make 8 to 10%, 100% liquid, no risk. I said, great. Mm-hmm. When you find it, let me know because yeah. there's no such thing. Um, so we have to create your own type of portfolio based off your risk tolerance. Very good stuff. Thank you for that question, Mark. All right, one more from Doug. I don't like my 401k investment options, but my company says I'm not eligible to roll the money into an outside account. I know people have moved their 401k in the past, so how does that work? Yeah, the the, the date you can have control over your money for majority of 401k plans is 59 and a half. So yeah, you're, you're, you're forced to be into that 401k plan until you reach that magical age of 59 and a half. I just had a client um, she became a client last year. She had an IRA, but she was too young to move her, move her 401k. So she came in this week. She was 59 and a half. We were able to take control, and she was able to take control of that and move her 401k to an IRA. And now you have a plethora of different investment options that you don't get within that plan. So it's 59 and a half, or if you, lose, if you leave that employer, you have full access to do whatever you want with those funds. 
All right, very good. Thank you for the question, Mark and Doug. We appreciate those. Send them in to us via the website, principalpreservationservices.com. You'll also find all of our podcasts on the website, plus a ton of other resources. And don't forget about the Retirement Reality On Demand YouTube channel. You'll find other great information and uh, educational materials there as well. All right, that'll do it for us today on the Retirement Reality Podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you find us, wherever you listen. And Mike, we'll talk to you again soon. See you soon, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.